I lost all focus right now. Thank you. You guys are crazy. Um, you're amazing. Here, here, add that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Money's raining everywhere. Um, thank you guys so much, man. Kids, can we just give these guys a round of applause, man? Like, dang. I'm really grateful for you guys. There's been times where we've had students last second that wanted to go to camp, and I've seen many of you guys just give, uh, pay for a whole camp. And so I just want to say, man, thank you so much. Your prayers are changing things. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, this is even a little bit on what I'm talking on today, but your prayers, man, there's something behind them. The spirit of the living God. And it is changing things in our young people, and uh, I'm seeing it. So thank you guys. Yeah, give yourselves a, uh, a clap. So let's jump into this. So I want to start off by, uh, by sharing today a little bit about um, my testimony uh, briefly. And I want to share about a trip I just went on. So, uh, man, the way I got saved was... <coughs> so sorry. Uh, the way I got saved was I went to a camp when I was 15 and a half. Just like one that we're raising money for. And I... Uh, I remember, um, I didn't really grow up in church. I remember when I was in seventh grade, I actually had this little uh, gaming device that was mobile. It's called a PSP, uh, PlayStation Portable. <coughs> and um, on there, there was a song that was uh, Here I Am to Worship. And I had a whole song of secular music because I didn't know Jesus. I was in seventh grade. I didn't get saved until I was a sophomore. But I remember hearing that song and something in me was just coming alive. It was the weird, craziest thing. So, come to know that was God drawing my heart. I'm 15 and a half. I'm in a camp, and Matt Gonzalez is preaching. And there was something different about his message. He, he really lived out those words that he wasn't relying on wise and persuasive words, but on the spirit of the living God, on the Holy Spirit. And I began to see miracles after miracles, and I began to watch big, strong, buff people break down crying by the power of God changing their life. I began to feel the presence of God in that room, and I was like, Jesus is real. And it was like the pearl that you find, that when you find the pearl, you'd go back and you sell everything to have it. And that pearl is Jesus. And that was my testimony. It's how I found him. And um, one thing I love about the power of God is that's what it can do. It can change anybody, anywhere, from any place in one moment. I was in Texas a couple months ago with some of my wonderful fam right here. And um, how many of you guys know testimonies will change you? Amen. Right? When you step out, it changes you. Uh, you know, we were, we did a whole bunch of things. We did like a tour. You know, I know Texas is a cuss word around here. But, uh, <laughs> uh just kidding. It's a blessing. <laughs> uh, LOL. Uh, oh, man, that tender spot. Uh, so we were in Texas, and we came back. Amen. We came back. I got to stop. Okay, so we're in Texas. We're doing a tour. We're checking out all these cities. And um, it was so crazy because, like, so many God moments happened in this trip. It was, it was, it was blew, blowing my mind. One of the, I have like a few, I'm just going to share two. One of them was, we were at Magnolia. You guys heard of Magnolia? 
Um, I went there three years ago. I was very unimpressed. You know, it was just a little shopping center. But now they've added a whole new section, a whole furniture section, a whole coffee shop, six new stores. So you should check it out. Magnolia, you can find me. And I, you know, I helped you out with that. Um, but um, we were at one of the stores. And uh, I remember walking in, and I just felt this impression. Anybody felt an impression before? Come on. And um, the best way I like to explain it, I think I heard it from Shad Bowles when I was back in the school of ministry, was he said it was a thought that you never originated. That you would, that, that's kind of a good telling point God is speaking to you. I, I wouldn't have thought about, a, about something, you know, something random. So I felt this thought to pray for her. And, of course, I'm like, ooh, I'm, a, I'm chilling right now, God. You know, that moment of, like, that little flesh mode of, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm relaxing. And he said, I want you to pray for her. So I said, okay. So I get up, I, you know, start walking around her, you know, doing that pace. Like, how am I going to start this? And then I hear mom and I hear hospital. And so I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? And then he says, why don't you just ask her, how's her mom doing? I was like, that's weird, God. I'm not just going to ask her that. So, of course, I did the way around it. I said, hey, how you doing? My name's Drake. I'm a Christian. Every now and then I pray for people. Uh, how's your mother doing? And she, her countenance just changes. And she's like, she begins to tell me her mom works in a hospital. And I, I interrupted her. I was like, oh, my gosh, I heard hospital in my heart. And then she says, no, you don't understand. She's in the ho- she works for the hospital, but she's in the hospital. She has COVID, and she's fighting for her life. So she's beginning to cry, and I'm beginning to cry. And so I get a chance to pray for her. And how many of you guys know in that moment she had faith that God was going to do something? She had faith. And it's so good. And, and, and these testimonies, man, like, uh, let me share one more. We were um, at a Maverick City concert, and it, it was amazing. You guys heard Maverick City? Love Maverick City. Uh, they are so awesome. So we were there, and uh, there was this group of friends that are this group that was uh, actually staying at our hotel with the, or staying at a hotel while we were at a hotel. And they had seen our group. They were with the head of their own group. And it was so funny. They made comments like, man, we seen your group. We felt like you guys carry Jesus. Like, we're probably going to see them at Maverick City. I was like, that's cool. That's cool. So this one girl comes up. We're in line. We're about to go into the show. And um, I don't know how we got into a conversation. I think she had walked up and said, oh, yeah, she said, hey, do you guys staying at this certain hotel? So we're like, yeah. And then in that moment, I was like, okay, I felt this impression to pray for this lady. So I get it. I begin to pray for God, download something in my heart. I pray for her, and she just gets rocked, like she's tripping. And so it was, a, it was an awesome moment after the, the show. We're walking out, and I was like, man, like she had to go quickly for something. I was like, it would be so cool if I could see her in that group again. I really felt like there was more than just what happened. And I look up as I'm walking away, or as I'm exiting the concert, and their whole group is right in front of us. There was thousands of people there, and their whole group is right. I was like, what the heck? So I, you know, interrupt them. Hey, how you doing? You know, oh my gosh. So in that moment, I was like, I knew that this was a divine moment. So I began to look at her friend, and God gives me a word to give to her, and she starts just crying. She said, I have never experienced a word before. I've been going to church for so long. That is on time. I needed to hear that. And uh, gets rocked. And I'm like, we're going, where are we eating at? That one food spot that's popular in Texas? Whataburger. Whataburger. Yeah, yeah, Whataburger. 
Yeah, what a forgetful moment. That's what I say. All right, it was not impressive, okay? Uh, I was like, dude, maybe I should have got the chicken. That was the problem. What a forgetful moment. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> so we go, we invite them to go. I kind of was like, I invited them, and I looked at them like, hey, that was cool that I invited them to eat with us. Right? I was like, feeling bad. They're like, yeah. And it was so cool. That whole time we talked about God, we talked about our testimonies. Kirsten had a word from one of the, uh, one of the young ladies, and, man, it was, it was beautiful. And there's something about stepping out and encouraging someone that just changes you. You know why? Because the Bible says those who refresh others, they themselves will be refreshed. That as you're stepping out, you can't help but change when you experience the presence of God. Whether you're the giver or a receiver. And so, um, while that's true, I find it also true and interesting that one of the biggest attacks of the enemy is if he's lost a battle over your salvation, his goal is to make you ineffective while you're on the earth. Right? He wants to put a bucket over your light. Right? And um, I think something that's gripped me about this is the way that he lies to us and makes us ineffective is he tries to make us feel like we got nothing to give, right? He tries to make us feel that it's the same lie since the beginning of time. Who are you? Same question heaven and hell are asking. Who are you, right? We look at the beginning of time in in Genesis. If you eat the fruit, you'll be like God, right? Already we're like God. If you're the son of God, when Satan's tempting Jesus, that since the beginning of time, Satan has been doing the same thing, trying to convince you of who you're not, trying to make you feel like when your cousin at a Christmas party in a few weeks has prayer, you ain't got none. It ain't going to happen. You ain't seen no prayers happen before. Why are you going to pray now? Right? He tries to make you feel powerless because he doesn't want you to know what's inside of you. He doesn't want you to know what's inside of you because the very thing that's inside of you is what he's scared of. It's the very thing that overcomes anything that he could throw at you. You know what that's called? Light. The light in which you carry, light and darkness isn't a struggle. There isn't a fight. When you turn the light on, the darkness has to go. Right? I love this. I read this in Acts last week, and it said that the devil went around healing all who were oppressed by the devil. It wasn't just a cool little miracle. Oppression broke off, right? And so this is what we don't understand, is that when we feel led to pray for somebody, this is so good, when we feel led to pray for somebody, the power behind our prayer, the power of God can break through anything that that person is going through. The power of God behind us can break through any secular humanism. It can break through any philosophy. It can break through any mindset. It can break through any trauma, fear, that when you pray for your auntie, that when you pray for your mom, that when you're praying, the power of God through you can break through anything so the love of God can come in and transform their life. So you got to know what's in you. The devil is trying to make you sound like you ain't got nothing to give. But guess what? You'll never grow until you step out. It's good news, huh? I want to talk today about two different ways that God wants to flow through your life. The first one is, um, I'll, I'll tell you the two and then I'll kind of dive into them. 
oh, wait a minute. I had a picture of my trip in Texas. I was, I was feeding an ostrich. It was so cool. Yeah. That was an ostrich I fed. Uh, I like to be a little crazy. I was trying to, like, start to pet it. And it almost got me. Um, but I just, you know, dodged it, you know. Uh, but we were with the fam. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It was a trip. You know what? Actually, it did. I was feeding it. It actually got me. It hit my hand. But it don't really got teeth, though, so I was good. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Uh, where'd the Holy Spirit go? Uh, back in your message, Drake. So uh, I want to talk about two different ways that God will move through your life. One of the first ones is uh, directional. God will speak to you, right? He'll put an impression. He'll put something on your heart. He'll be like, hey, you might feel this led to, to go somewhere, right? To go to a Walmart, to go to a, somewhere and pray for somebody, right? Um, now, another way, or you might be at a, a, a Starbucks. So it may not be necessarily a place to go, but you might already be at the place and God highlights this person to you. You know, you begin to feel compassion. How many of you guys know Jesus was moved by compassion, right? So you might feel your heart. You know, in, in this in youth group last week, I got to pray for this girl. I put my hand on her and I just began to feel what she was going through. And I began to weep. And I began to call that thing out and say, God wants you to know you can give that to him. And he will, inca- his perfect love will cast out your fear. Amen. That because I just shared what I had felt, God brought the breakthrough. Yeah. Right? So sometimes it's Starbucks. Sometimes it's actually, um, you're in a conversation with somebody. Right? There was a shoe, a reselling shoe place here yesterday. Um, I was here, and I was like, cool, I like shoes, and I like to see, so I was talking to this guy, and then the Lord goes, Shh, pray for him, and I was like, okay, so I was like, hey, man, uh, would it be okay if I prayed for you, and then I prayed for him, and it was cool, so that's kind of a little bit of directional ways, right, that's one way God will do it with you, now, the second way is sometimes it's as you go, right, sometimes it's directional, God will tell you where to go, sometimes it's as you go, now, that might be like you're at a Christmas celebration in a couple weeks. You know, you're at your mom's house and someone's complaining about pain, right? Someone's complaining about something. That's a great opportunity for you to pray right there for them to encounter the love and power of God, right? Like, and, and this is also important too is, you know, the goal isn't the result. The goal is to pray and love the person. We're not results focused. We're love focused, Right? We just step out. God will bring the breakthrough. And here's an important thing. We don't want to get hung up on disappointment. We want to get hung up on loving people. I was at the store um, shopping on Thanksgiving day, the day before Thanksgiving. And I was, I saw, I kind of had this thing where I was like, man, I really want to, um, I really, every time I see somebody with a cast, I want to pray for them. I kind of had this thing for a couple weeks I was doing that. And so I was at Safeway, and I see this guy, and he's got a cast. And honestly, when you're out and about, um, people are open. If you just say, hey, man, you know, you can say however you want to say it. You're a Christian. Uh, every now and then you feel like to pray for people. Can I pray for you? Man, people are open. People think it's so crazy. People want prayer, right, especially the time we live in now. They need it. And so I got a chance to pray for him, and um, nothing happened, right? I prayed for his arm. Nothing happened. I was like, dang. It's all good, though. And so I went uh, that night. I was at my mother-in-law's house, and um, she was dealing with pain, right? 
And so these are a little bit more of as-you-go moments. And I was like, huh. I was like, okay, let me pray for you. And as I was walking toward her, and I, I didn't even lay my hand on her. She got up and said, oh, my gosh, the pain is gone. All the pain is gone. So sometimes when you just step out, you never know. But the goal is just to step out. Right? So let's dive into the first one a little bit and get to the nitty-gritty. So first way, directional. Let's look at this. What does this look like in, in Scripture? So um, we're going to start with the story with, uh, I think we have it on the screen, with Saul and Ananias. Okay? All right. Do we have it? All right. Perfect. So let's read this. You guys have your Bibles. That'd be great. Um, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias. Yes, Lord. He answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Thank you. Video team, I so appreciate you. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. For he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Someone say amen. Amen. That's good, right? Now, let's, let's talk about a couple things in this story that I think are important and relate to us all. That... First of all, Saul, Ananias was aware of who Saul was. He was aware he was persecuting and killing Christians. And there was a fear in his heart. When God asks you to step out, whether it's a family member or a friend, there's always that little bit of fear. What if nothing happens? You know? I don't know, man. This is da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? But how many of you guys know, like I said earlier, you only grow by when you step out. When you act on your faith is when you grow. It's like working out, right? When you work out, what are you doing? You're breaking your muscles down so through recovery and through food, they get rebuilt to be bigger. So when you feel that moment of like, uh, God is like, hey, I'm enlarging your faith. Hey, I'm enlarging your ability to see more of my kingdom on this earth. So even though it feels uncomfortable, you're learning what's normal in the kingdom. So step out so you can see more. Step out so you can see my love invade this person's heart. And it should feel like a jump because that's what faith is. It's a jump. And then you go from faith to faith to faith. So those jumps become different. So you could obtain different promises. I think some promises for us that God has on our life actually require us to have an understanding of our capacity of who he is. That when we step out today, he's preparing us for our promise he has us in the future. So it's a double blessing. They get transformed, you get transformed. Good news? So that's the first thing, right? It's to act on your faith. You're growing. Every time you feel that way, that your gut, step out. That's how you know you're growing. The second thing I want to look at, and this is important. He got the word, right? Not anyone else, right? Ananias was the one who got the word. When God gives you a word, you have authority to release it. Amen. When God gives you a word, he ain't give it to me. Don't get pastor. You know what? I got a word to pray for my mom, so here's her cell phone number. God's like, what the heck? 
I didn't know the pastors are supposed to be the ones that heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out demons. It's every believer. Those who believe. God's like, we all get it. Now go get your scaredy butt and do it yourself. <laughs> you know, and then you go, and you pray, and then God does it. You're like, oh, my God, God is good. Well, for you to experience God is good, you got to step out. Right? And it's beautiful. Because when the motive is love, you can't fail. When you try to make it about the next miracle, I'm trying to expect, you know, make it about you, you're going to miss it. Because if you follow power, you will not always have love. But if you follow love, you will always have power. Amen? That's good. Come on, somebody. So um, I want to tell you a quick testimony about this. Uh, there was a time I was running outreaches in um, Stockton. And uh, we, we, the Lord kind of spoke to us to go to the mall. And so we felt like we're supposed to go to the, uh, I'm sorry, the movies. So we go to the movies. There's a Starbucks attached to the movies. And so while we're there, I look at this young girl, and I'm with some friends that we're doing this with. And the Lord just begins to have this compassion come over me, right? So I go up to her, and I get a chance to pray for her. She gets totally rocked by the prayer and the words that God had given me for her. Her mom walks in moments later. And she's like, what's going on? I had a funny story like that that went terrible one time. Side story. I had a moment just like that, and a mom walked in. What's going on? Why is my daughter crying? Who are you? I was at a coffee shop. I said, I got to go. Pack your bags. We out. <laughs> uh, I was with my friends. That outreach. Whew. But this one ended good. That one, I was like, this lady about to kill me. Uh, she was weeping, too. I was like, Jesus loves you. Innovation Church. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but anyways, so this moment, the mom walks in, and we get a chance to pray for her, and I believe she got healed. I don't remember, but I remember she got where she was rocked. She got undone. So cool, right? They were staying at a homeless shelter that was like two weeks or two streets away. We, as an outreach group, were going to the homeless shelter the next week. I was like, what the heck? You're from the homeless shelter. We're actually doing a service there next week. That's so crazy. I'll see you next week. So the next week comes, we do a service there. It was so cool, and we see them again. And so after, you know, we, we got to connect, uh, there was a, it was a ninth-grader girl, and it was like an eighth-grader boy. And from those moments and that connection I had with the family, I got a chance to pick them up every week for a whole year and bring them to youth group. I was youth pastor at the time. And, dude— it was so beautiful watching the, them just experience the love of God. And I had to pick them up from five different houses throughout the year. I mean, they were staying at one and another and another, but they got to always come to youth group and experience the love of God. And so you got to understand that when you step out, it's bigger than you. That when you look at Saul, Saul was prepared for Ananias. So sometimes when you're stepping out, you feel this, you feel this tug in your heart. Maybe God's already prepared them for this moment. So now when you step out, it's about to create a generational breakthrough. Amen? So stepping out, sometimes you, you don't see the full picture. Right? The second way, I'm going to move on, that God will, um, that will speak to you, as I talked about, is as you go. Right? So I'm going to jump into this verse. This may not be as directional, but it might be when someone interrupts your life, right? Someone bumps into you in Starbucks line. Just kidding. Um, when uh, you have a family member that has a pain at the Christmas party, something like that, let's jump into this one. So it's Acts 3, verse 1 through 11. So I'm going to read it for us. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. 
At three in the afternoon, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Let's stop here. I think this is interesting. I'd like to call him the wise beggar. Because how many of you guys know if you're asking for money outside of a prayer thing, people are probably a little more likely to give you some money. Right? I was looking at the guy like, when you get delivered, you a little more, I'll give you another $5, right? I got free. So I think he was a very ballin' beggar. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Uh, but when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. And they did. <laughs> then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. Everybody say, what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Right? And so, taking it by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet to praise, uh, to, and began to walk. Then he went with him to the temple courts, walking and jumping, praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple uh, gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. I think that's a different translation. My apologies. At what had happened. So beautiful. And you know what happens in this moment? He's got the attention of many. Peter does. And he gives a message. And many come to the Lord. That the power of God has such a way to break through anything. That it would make you mean like God is real. And that's behind our prayers, right? So here's what I want to focus on out of this story. Is that, that, that statement I had us all share, right? What I do have, I give you. He was aware of what he had, and I think sometimes that's a challenge. I think that's the challenge sometimes. I think sometimes we can feel like, man, I, I feel like I yelled at my wife yesterday, or I yelled at my sister. Or I, um, I don't feel like I have much faith because I've had a very tough week. And the devil, and when that happens, that's the bucket that gets put over you. Right? That's, that's the thing that goes over your life because he's lying to you because you don't even realize that if you step out, how many of you guys know what I said earlier? Those who are fresh, others they themselves be refreshed. Maybe the breakthrough, I said that quickly, maybe the breakthrough that you're looking for is on the other side of you encouraging somebody because you get rocked when they get touched because he'll refresh you. You know, and um, I'm going to throw this at you because I think it's good news. Um, that when you pray, angels hearken after the word of God. Amen. So all you got to do is open your mouth and heaven is running to that prayer. Heaven is running through that thing. So when we step out, we grow and we watch God confirm his word. Yeah. Amen. I want to share this, um, this testimony with you and um, for like an as-you-go type of testimony, so we kind of get an idea of what it both looks like. Sometimes God will speak to you. Sometimes it's just on your path, right? I was walking to work. I was 18 years old. Um, worked at Hollister. Shocker, right? And uh, I, I really wanted to be that model on Black Friday that I got to take my shirt, you know, but I didn't get it. I think I was still working through humility in my first year of school ministry. <laughs> There's still time. You can still do it. You're right. Uh, but uh, I was walking to work, 
And I seen this, this girl as we're walking in, and again, that, that compassion hits you. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to the compassion that hits you. Pay attention when your heart moves, because that could be him right through you. You know what I often tell my students? You're so one with God, you probably already know what he's saying. I try to remind them that he's so in you that it's just recognizing what he's saying. It's not about figuring out if he's talking. So I'm with them and walking, and the Lord gives you this little word. It'll always feel like a little word. But can I tell you, if you give your little word, he'll bring, you give your natural, he'll bring the super. So I, I, I'm with, I'm going and I walk and I share this little word I have, this little, little nugget, right? Little nuggy almost it. And um, I pray for her and um, come to find out she had some type of ankle leg pain. I get a chance to pray for her pain and she gets totally healed. And I remember her feeling so touched by God. And I remember, I think what happened was we did a, um, a recommitment to Christ. She was already saved. She'd already been to church. But we kind of had a prayer of like, all right, I'm going to go after God. And it's cool because I, di- I didn't really see her for a couple of years. And I think I saw her once. Five years later, I'm at a women's conference. How did I get there? Don't know. Uh, I was doing sound. I actually used to do lyrics every week at church. So I, was doing, I was doing that. Jennifer Toledo was speaking. It was cool. And uh, my wife actually got one of the most pivotal words of her life from that conference. So it was cool. It was cool. So I'm in the cafe. I see this girl walk in. And I'm like, no way. That's the person from five years ago. And she walks in with five girls behind her on fire for God and leading these girls in her walk with the Lord. And she looked at me and she said, that moment changed my life. I went after God. I got plugged into a church, and I was never the same. And it was funny because I love listening to, you know, Todd White, Dan Moeller. And uh, she was like, Dad, I love Dad. And she was just saying some speakers I like to listen to. And I was like, wow, that is so funny. You could tell the passion behind her words, you know. And I think there's something that's, that's interesting, again, is, is you're not responsible for the outcome of your word. You're just responsible for stepping out. He breaks the yoke. He draws men. He convicts men. You just love them. You just love them. He'll change it by just getting around you. You just love. You just don't compromise what's in you. If you feel like you got something to say, Jesus was sharp. Jesus was sharp. He was sharp. Uh. He said, ooh, Satan, get behind me. You're not thinking about God. You're thinking about yourself, Peter. He said, you faithless generation, how much longer should I deal with you? He said, that cause I, he said it because he loves him. He said it because he knows what's in him, and they're just not seeing it. That moment where I just thought about it, I love that scripture so much. I've been reading a book with Randy Clark and Bill Johnson, and he had highlighted this, and, and it's so good. He was where they couldn't, the disciples couldn't cast out and heal the um, the person had a demon and he was, he had an injury and he looks at them and he said, this comes out by prayer and fasting. And I love that Jesus was saying, if you want to see more, it's actually in the pursuit, in the pursuit of me, you'll see more. So when, as we pursue him, we'll see more. It's so good. 
It's not passive. It's the love of God. It's the pursuit. And then we'll see his heart change our family. Don't we want to see our family saved? Well, my motive isn't, I'm going to try to change you. My motive is I'm going to love you. And in my love that when I'm being present at the Christmas party and God highlights him, I get a chance to pray for you. He's going to touch you. But maybe it's just a kind word, which we're about to get into. Because some of you guys work 50-hour weeks. Some of you guys work 60-hour weeks, you know, and you're tired on a Friday. What would it feel like if you got a word? You get to be that for your coworkers. You get to be that for the ones around you because the Bible says this. I've said it a couple of times today. Those who refresh others, they themselves will be refreshed. So God is saying, if you would be that for your coworkers, I'll refresh you. If you would speak out a, a word that you feel for someone that's on your heart, if you would be make encouraging people in a, a, a habit, I will be the one to refresh you. So that is what it means for him to be our strength and not ourself. Some of you guys work at home, stay-at-home moms, stay-at-home dads. What's up? I'll live that life. No. Um, uh, stay-at-home. 2021. Oh, that's normal. It's all good. Uh, and uh, just remember the friend that said that's his dream, and he's in the room. Okay, let's move forward here. Uh, so... How many guys know my phone's not with me? It's in the seat, so I'm not distracted. But your phone, man, now you have the people are changing the world on their phone. You know you can send a text message and encourage and, and rock someone's day. I've got a text message that encouraged me and changed my day. How many guys know your phone can make you a, a world changer now? Yeah. Right? Some of us go on our phones on social media for five minutes and we're inspired, we're laughing. Then we get jealous when we see our cousin post. Then we get angry. Then we, then we on the then we on the phone for five hours. Now we got ninety emotions we just went through. I don't know if it's healthy, but it happens to me all the time. Uh, but you could be a world changer right on your phone. You could Facetime someone that God puts on your heart, and, and get a chance to pray for your your mom and watch God just rock her through a Facetime. That's how beautiful the love of God is. I mean, Peter just got so creative. He just said, walk by the shadow. You're going to be good. Come on. The, the goal isn't to try to figure out how to do it. The goal is to say, hey, I know the love of God wants to touch you. Let me just create an avenue. And so um, I do want to say this. Some of us encouraging and stepping out is um, easier. At some, it's a little bit different. My wife and I are, are very different. I have no problem talking to strangers. I very much enjoy it. There's zero faith in me talking to strangers. I will enjoy it. I actually drive Lyft every so often. And it's kind of funny. I know immediately if someone doesn't want to talk to me. Like, I'll be like, hey, what's up? Cool. Doing good. Like, all right, man, uh, what you got going on? I'm just going here. I was like, I'm turning the music. I don't want to listen to you no more. You're negative Nancy right now. <laughs> you know, um, but I love most of my drives are like great conversations. I've had crazy encounters, miracles break out, people get saved. Like, it's cool. Um, but my wife, she's, you know, it's not her go-to to go run up to strangers, right? Raise your hand if it's not your go-to to go run up to some strangers, right? A lot of us in the room, right? Um, but here's the, here's the thing. This is what I've learned when it comes to, 
to, to seeing people, whether it's a family member or a stranger, could be either or, is the consistent thing in both is just saying what he's saying, and that brings the breakthrough, right? That for me, actually, my temptation is to talk too much. I'll hear a word, and that's the faith part for me. I'll just want to talk around the word and then give it to you. But God's like, no, Jake, you just got to trust me. Just say this and that'll be enough. Right? And for someone, that's for the talkers in the room. Right? Sometimes we talk ourselves out the word. The anointing left five minutes ago. Why are you still talking about your cat? It's dead, bro. Sorry. I just broke someone's heart. I'm so sorry. I love cats. Uh, You know? uh, But... uh, just say what he's saying. We got self-control. I got self-control. Sometimes God be telling me, Drake, that's, that's enough. You just stop talking now. But now for the other one that might not be, you know, they might not kind of want to step out. The faith for them is just taking that jump and just saying what he's saying. But here's the key. Ooh, can I tell you something today? Church, about to encourage you right now. Jesus' prayers were very quick. Jesus' prayers were to the point. Do you know why? Because demons don't respond to volume. They respond to authority. They don't respond to this talking and trying to pray long. They respond to your authority of who you are. So you just got to give what you got and God will do it. And it looks like whatever it looks like. But if your heart is to love, it's going to look good. And you're going to grow. Amen? Amen. All right. That's good news. My God. Well, I want to just share this one thing, and then I'll be done. Is I just want to give one tip of what it looks like to be the light wherever you go. My encouragement really today is that you would know that you would trust the power behind your prayer. And then even if you don't feel it, man, God could touch anybody. Like, that rocks me. I've been reading at, through the book of Acts, and I'm just watching moment after moment Peter's praying for people, and people are just turning to him, turning to the Lord, that, that really the power behind your prayer breaks through everything. It, it, it's beautiful, but the thing I want to leave you with today is the tip I'd give you alongside this word is to guard your heart. Because above it, um, because, oh my gosh, what is going on? Above all else, guard your heart from everything you do flows from it. So can I say something to you? Your love is your edge. Your love is your edge. If you lose your love, you lose your edge. So if you want to be impactful, man, you got to protect that love that he gave you. Because 1 John says in in chapter 4 that you can't hate your brother and love God. Bitterness defiles you. It rots your roots. I've seen it happen and it breaks my heart. I love the quote that says, offense keeps you fenced in by the demonic. But if we want to see the power of God, we've got to walk in the love of God. That Jesus was the example of what love looked like on the earth. So my, my, my encouragement today for us is that my wife, you can come on up. Um, is to look to be a cup of refreshment for somebody. To look to encourage somebody. 
I mean, that verse I shared earlier grips me that Jesus went around healing all who were oppressed. That when we step out, oppression breaks off and the love of God can touch anyone. It's so beautiful. So why don't we all stand up? This is good news. You're dangerous because you displace darkness. You're dangerous because when you know this, when you have dinner at a restaurant, the oppression going on on your waiter is no longer safe because you're there. We want to make the the enemy a little bit uncomfortable when we walk in the room. That there really is no atmosphere outside of you that's greater than what you carry. And it, it starts by being undone by his love. So let me pray. For those of you guys here who, um, man, you never, you never had a relationship or maybe you had one. You kind of want to get your life back with God. You want to know him. You want to really start a relationship with God. You want to get that right. Man, I want you to just raise your hand in this room right now. That's you. Awesome. One thing I love about God is when we come to him, he takes off everything that we were never meant to carry and who we are not, and he puts in us the very identity of how he made us, that he reminds us of who we are so we could shine on this earth. So let's pray together. Father, We'll pray that we'll pray the salvation prayer together. Is that okay? Jesus, thank you for what you did on the cross. We repent from our sins. And we call you Lord and Savior over our life. And we will choose to follow you all the days of our life. Amen. For some of you guys here, um, I just feel like there's a stir to want to see more of God in your life. And um, if you guys are just encouraged and you feel like, man, um, I'm just hungry. I'm hungry to see him, experience him, and just be shook by who he is so I could be a shaker wherever I go. My wife is going to lead us through some worship right now. And I want to encourage you to just come on up and just worship with us up here and um, go after God. And I just feel like, man, God's about to shake some stuff off of some of you guys today. And he's going to remind you of the sword you carry with you. So this is what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to do a prayer. Yeah, I invite you guys to come right now if that's what's on your heart. Um, Father, we're hungry. We're hungry to know you. God, we are hungry to see your heart and your love transform the people around us.
Everybody, let's just, uh, for those, let's just put our hands on our belly. And if you're hungry for more, let's just pray this with me. God, we are hungry for more. We long to see households saved through our life. We long to see principalities torn down through our life. We long to see the pain that's going on in our family to be shattered by the love of God. So mark us today. Mark us today as lovers. Mark us today as ones that when you speak, we will respond. Mark us today, Father. 
shop. Yeah, we, uh, this is a dismissal of our service, but if you just want more, man, I feel like there's something for those of you who want to press in for more uh, youth, man, I encourage you to come pray uh, for whoever you feel like to pray for, and let's just go for it for a couple more minutes.
Thank you, Jesus. Mark reminded me um, as I close, we close today, to just have an impartation prayer over my life onto your life, that you would see more of God stepping out, sharing your testimony. So I'm going to pray that um, for those who are here. Father, I just release an impartation of everything I've walked through in my life, of seeing your goodness touch people's hearts. I think that there's a supernatural grace that will come upon people when they leave here, that they would just begin to have thoughts they never knew, they would have feelings, and the testimony, it, thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that testimonies point us that God wants to do it again through our life. Some of you guys heard some testimonies. He wants to do it again through your life. So, Lord, I release it. I thank you that it'll come from their innermost being, a grace for them to see more of you touching people's hearts. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And my wife wrote that song last night. So don't copy it, all right?